0: Bismillah alhamdulillah wassallatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Welcome back to another episode of Quran Sundays, where we take one verse of the Quran or even one portion of the verse and reflect on its meanings. Today, we are going to talk about the 67th verse of Surah tawbah which is the ninth surah of the Quran. The 67th verse says. Al Munafikuna or Munafikatu, Badohum in Baud. Yamuruna bilmunkeri way and Hona and in Marufi way upbiluna idea hum, Nasullah hafenasiahum in a Munafikina, The hypocrites, both male and female, part of them are from another, or they are each from another. They order evil. And they prohibit good. And they hold back their hands. What we want to talk about now is in the next phrase. Now, this is usually translated as they forgot God, and so he forgot them. Now, almost all translations that I consulted to see how this was. Handled handled it in exactly the same way They said They forgot God And therefore he forgot them Brackets, accordingly Or They were oblivious to God As Asad has it Using the word oblivious And therefore he was oblivious to them Accordingly Only Karibullah and Darwish Had it as They forsook god and therefore he forsook them (inaudible) indeed the hypocrites they are the sinful now what do we want to talk about today what do we want to contemplate a little bit about these verses well this verse first of all Let's talk about the word nesiyan, the word to forget. Now, the origin of, of the word nesia basically revolves around two core concepts. One is to be heedless of something. To not have it on your radar, to completely disregard it. And the other is leaving something off or leaving something behind. In Surah Maryam, Maryam السلام, when she is lamenting the difficulties of childbirth, what does she say? She says, قبل هذا وكنت I wish that I had died before this moment, and I was a trinket forgotten. نسيان <inaudible> <inaudible> meaning haven't been forgotten. but the word nesyun, <inaudible> right here it's in the genitive so it's the it's the object نسيان <inaudible> I I wish I was a, a thing that was forgotten. What is a Nessie? A Nessie is the thing that a person who, when they are traveling, they go to they camp, right? And they get out all of their uh, camp, you know, uh, gear and their equipment. And let's just say that, you know, there's a cup that they want to use, a tin cup that they want to use. And uh, the cup is passed around throughout the evening, people drink out of it, they use it to scoop out soup, whatever. And then when they pack up in the morning, they leave that cup at the campsite. And everyone leaves and it's left behind. That is the idea of Nasi. That is the idea of Nasi. That Maryam a.s. is lamenting childbirth to the effect, she says, I wish I was just a trinket, I wish I was some inanimate object that was left behind at a campsite. And I would have to deal with this. It really makes you think about the toil and the trouble of childbirth and how we really have to be thankful to our mothers and our wives for the difficulties that they go in they, they go through in giving birth and continuing the generational legacy of our community. So Maria Malhi she says. So why was this thing called nesi? Because it was something which was left behind. And when it when it was left behind, it was forgotten. It was shown, it 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 showed that the people were then heedless of it. That they put it behind themselves, they didn't think of it anymore. In your body, is a very large nerve and it is called the Arq is the Nessa vein. And in, in, in reality, I believe it's the sciatica nerve is what they're actually referring to. It's not an actual vein, um, but most medieval medicine was kind of, uh, you know, looked at in, in this idea of of you know veins and you know hot and cold and these type of things that came from you know galen's medicine and they were just kind of modified for what are what became known as you know um medieval medicine arab medicine prophetic medicine whatever you whatever you name it um so why is it called the forgotten vein or the left behind because it, it's it it is it is a pain which or it is a vein which is in the back of your leg. It's in the back of your thigh, and so regardless of where you turn, it's always going to be behind you. It's always going to be left behind you. You're always going to be walking in front of it, and so that's another idea of Nessi or Nessian. Uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says about Quraysh changing the changing the calendar. They call this nasi They would add months and subtract months, essentially leaving behind the recognized date. There's Riban Nesa or Riban Nasia which is sometimes characterized as the the increase in capital on a cash contribution due to uh, an increase in time. However, ask yourself, what's the correlation between this idea of NESA and interest? Well, when does the interest happen? Well, it either happens at one, two, at contract or at default. And if it happens at contract, you're essentially telling the person, listen, absolve me from the tenor that you originally wanted, and I will give you more money. So leave off the time, the the due time, the due period that you originally wanted me to give you your money back in, and I'll give you more money. Or you come at the time of, of uh, payment, and you say, listen, let me off of having to pay right now, and I'll pay later, and I'll pay more. So you're essentially letting the person out of or off of their responsibility. So it's that idea of tarq, of leaving something, leaving your right to take that money. Now now when we look to these verses and how Or to this verse and how it was translated Most translators use the word forgot I would actually say that this is probably an improper translation In that in one instance And this is where scholars of theology have talked about the to the, 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 the attributes of Allah that يجوز في صفة بصفة يجوز في إثبات صفة. that you're allowed in juxtaposing actions in the vis-à-vis the attributes of God to attributes of man, the actions of God to the actions of man what is not allowed when affirming a name or an and or attribute to God as a permanent attribute of His So وَيَمْكُرُونَ وَيَمْكُرُوا Kurullah, And they plot and Allah plots So Allah is not a plotter, He's not al-makir But He meets the actions of His slaves with that which reciprocates their actions So some would say that this verse is simply doing the same thing نَسُوا They forgot God However, it seems improper to describe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this idea of having been heedless of them even, even after the fact of knowing them because nothing escapes Allah's knowledge. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another verse and your Lord was not forgetful. Musa Pharaoh asked Musa alayhi salam about Qala, what about the generations that came before? قال علمها عند ربي في كتاب لا يضل ولا ينسى Say, He said the knowledge of those generations is with my Lord in a book. My Lord does not go astray. Nor does he forget. So, how then do we characterize, or how then do we translate? What's the most appropriate way to translate this verse? I think that Qaribullah in Darwish's translation of forsook, that they forsake they for, they had forsaken God, and so he forsake he they had left God off and so he left them off, is actually probably the more appropriate translation. Why? Well, because when we look at, as we mentioned, the verses that talk about the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's, impro- it's inappropriate to describe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as being forgetful. Secondly, when we take into consideration the original meaning of the word, to leave one off, or to leave behind الشيء, that seems appropriate even within the context of the other verses that were revealed about the hypocrites. So if we look at for example Surah Al-Hadid verses 12 to verses 15 12 to 15 Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says On the day when you see the believing men and believing women, their light racing forth in front of them and on their rights and on their right sides, glad tidings for them that day will be gardens under which rivers flow, residing forever therein. That is the greatest of achievements. On that day, the hypocrites, both men and women, They will say They'll say to those who believe Give us some respite So that we may take from your light It will will be said to them Go back from whence you came Go back And look for the light That you're looking for بَبَيْنَهُمْ بِسُورٍ لَهُ بَابٍ And then a wall which will be placed in between them, of which there will be a door. بَاطِنُهُ فِيهَ الرَّحْمَةُ وَظَاهِرُهُ مِنْ قِبْلِهِ الْعَذَابِ The inner chamber of that, or the, 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 the chamber facing the believers will be one of mercy, and the on the other side of the, of the wall will be punishment. They'll say they'll call out, "Were we not with you?" And then, and then they will be told, "Bala, of course." Yes, of course. However, you had put yourselves to trial, you had laid in wake, you had doubted. And you had decei- and you were dis- you allowed yourselves to be deceived by false hopes until the order of Allah came and then the greatest of deceiver had deceived you about Allah On this day there will be no expiation or there will be no uh, uh, fidya, expiation that will be pay- that can be paid by you nor those who have disbelieved your abode will be the hellfire it is your master and what a worse and what a bad a bad result or a bad place to be then it says is it not time for those who believe that their hearts show khashya they show khushur that they humble themselves for towards the remembrance of Allah. What's the what's what am I getting at here? What I'm saying is is that look at the characteristics that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala describes the munafiqeen in this verse and the munafiqin in the other verse. When he says, بَعْضُهُمْ بَعْضٍ," I'm sorry, "وَالْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتُ بَعْضُهُمْ مِنْ بَعْضٍ." المُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتُ بَعْضُهُمْ مِنْ بَعْضُ The male hypocrites, the female hypocrites, they are from one another. يَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمُنْكَرُ They order evil. وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمَعْرُوفِ And they forbid good. وَيَقْبِضُونَ اَيْدِيَهُمْ And they hold back their hands. What do these three things indicate? Number one, it indicates a... Inability, or shall I say, in, in an unwillingness to accept the message that Allah has given, which is why they order people to do evil, they openly contradict what Allah wants of good, both in its positive and negative manifestations. They openly oppose the good that Allah wants, and they openly oppose. They openly promote the evil that he doesn't want. And then when they're asked to be proactive in giving, whether it's their time, whether it's their money, they hold on to their hands, like a person who holds their hands on their chest and grasps their hands together as if they're not able to give. And when a person is stagnant and everyone else is moving forward, then... They are being left behind. They forgot God, they forgot God's orders, they forgot God's prohibitions, they forgot God's exhortations to do what was best for their situation. And therefore, He left them behind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the believers we already mentioned their 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 light races in front of them, so they're moving forward. Whereas the but this, the, the disbelievers and the hypocrites are moving backwards. They put God behind them, so He put He put them behind Him. He didn't give them the advances that they thought they were getting in this life. And it's quite interesting that they are then being held according they're being they're being treated in the opposite of their own belief because what they had done during their life was that they had shown belief in public and hid their disbelief in private. And so in the next life the belief that they said they had a tree that they had attributed themselves to they're told go back from whence you came and find some light you claim to have the light go back and find it ibn mas'ud he said about the light of the believers in this verse uh in these verses from surah al-hadid he said "Yatil mumin yawm al wa nuruhu jabal that a believer will come and the light will 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 illuminate him like it was a mountain surrounding him, and others like it was a palm tree, and others will be just around their countenance, and some believers they will have, you know, a light at the the at the tip of their thumb. It will flicker, on and off at times. But the hypocrite will have no light, because they claim to have light in the in the in the in the in the previous life, but yet they didn't do anything to encourage that light. They were proactive in going against that light. They were proactive in promoting everything which was darkness. And they didn't even take to those minor good deeds that would differentiate them from from anyone else. Now let's talk about the idea of differentiation. Another interesting nuance, and we'll end with this, another interesting nuance between these verses, or between this verse and a verse that's very similar to it, verse 71 of the same surah, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here, Al-munafiquna wal-munafiqatu ba'duhum awliya, ba'duhum min ba'd," That the disbelieve, the hypocritical men, the hypocritical women, some of them are from, or they are each from each other. However, when he described the believers in sort in, in the same Surah in verse seventy one, he said, Believing men and believing women, part of them are the protectors of the other part. They order the good and they forbid evil and they establish prayer and they give their zakah and they obey Allah and His Messenger. Those are they who God will have mercy upon. Indeed, God is mighty and wise. Why in the first verse does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, min ba'd, Some of them are from the other. And here He says, ba'd, That they are protectorates of one, of one another. Well, this has to do with the mindset of the hypocrite. Versus the mindset of the believer. The mindset, uh, the mindset of the hypocrite is one that does not think for itself. It simply follows the bandwagon. It simply follows and listens like animals or worse. It doesn't think for itself what is in this situation for me that can not only benefit me economically, socially, but also spiritually. The idea being min ba'd, the min here is the tabil. The, the word from is compartmentalizing and giving origins of the hypocrites. So they basically, the hypocrites are, are caught in a feedback loop. They simply inform each other of bad, prohibit each other from good, and then sit on their own hands and do nothing. So they are, uh, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them in another verse in, in the beginning of Surah Al-Mu'afikun, كَأَنَّهُمْ They يَحْسَبُونَ كُلَّ صَيْحَةٍ عَلَيْهِمْ they are, they, are like, they are like pieces of wood propped up they think every wind will blow them down and we'll talk a little bit more about that about the meaning of that at another time but Allah subhanahu wa taala says that the believers are not caught in the, caught in this feedback loop they're not from they're not originating from each other ba'dahu umu ubald. they are the protectors of a, of another they are the wali they are the friends they are the in, they are the advisors they are the helpers they bring the good and take the good al and so the believer doesn't get caught in a feedback loop he doesn't allow popular opinion to sway him from what he knows is right he doesn't allow popular opinion to sway him from the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instead when he sees something wrong in himself or his other al المؤمن miratul Mu'min, the believer is the mirror to the believer but he is not simply there to validate the opinions and the proclivities of those that are seen as part of his group no, the group is not founded on groupthink the group is founded on dedication to the principles that God has set forth in his texts so it is an external source which they look to for validation not to validate one another and be simply caught in a never ending loop of detriment and notice that in this verse, verse 71, that where the hypocrites were described after forbidding the good and promoting the evil, as ايديهم, they sit on their hands, they hold back their hands, the believers are described with three things. They're described as they established a prayer to show that prayer is. It is the first foundation of action in Islam Zakah is the first foundation of social interaction And social responsibility in Islam And they obey Allah and His Messenger They don't sit idle Waiting for someone else to do something But they're always striving Their light runs forth just as they ran forth in the previous life their light will run forth in the next life so if we're to sum everything up today we would say that when we talk about nasullah they left God behind them and God therefore left them behind when a person does not heed the commands and the prohibitions of God and does not take proactive steps to better themselves, then they are at danger. They are in danger of leaving God behind them, who is the only source of help and aid for them in their time of need. But when a person can give consideration to God's commandments and can abstain from those things which, which, he, has prohi- which he has prohibited, and can always have a form of intentionality which encourages, an attempt at what is best, then not only will God not leave them behind, but He will remember them and preserve them in a time of their need. <inaudible> preserve and remember God, God will remember you. أَذْكُرْكُمْ washkuruli وَلَا Make remembrance of me, I will make remembrance of you Be grateful to me, and do not be ungrateful. And if we do this, then we'll find not only do our actions and our good deeds race in front of us and beat us to the next life, but the light that we need on that day will race in front of us and illuminate the path, a path that Taala, leads to Jannah. I hope you all enjoyed uh, this episode. We went a little longer than usual. I think that's because we probably covered more. As we've said, this is really um, just kind of freestyle and unscripted. um, And the attempt is here to give you some differing perspectives on verses that are commonly read. Uh, I'd like to thank all of you out there who help support this podcast, uh, mywillseah.com, investify.com, individual donors, a few family trusts that have given Um, to help support joebradford.net and the activities that are there. If you want more, you can go to joebradford.net and click on audiovisual or subscribe over SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash joebradfordpodcast. Jazakallahu khairan. I hope that you all benefited and we'll see you next time or next Sunday on the next installment of Qur'an Sundays. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala Muhammad.